Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, warmer days remind us of fond summer memories. Now you can make those moments year-round with a Michael Phelps swim spa by our friends at Master Spas, and that combines the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool. Now Master Spas technology is incredible with LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful water jets installed in just one day. You're going to love it. Proudly made in America. Use the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. That's masterspas.com for up to $1,000 off. You can exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com. Day 6, 363. That means on Sunday it's a full year since Joe uh, abandoned fellow Americans uh, behind enemy lines in the Islamic uh, Emirates of Afghanistan. Pretty amazing. A year goes by, but they've all turned the page. It's not that big a deal, right? Give me, you know, give us a break here. Remember, let me start today with, um, do you remember in a text, this was August 15th, 2016. What text are you talking about, Hannity? I'm talking about Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. And they discussed an insurance policy in the event that Donald Trump could actually go on to win the presidential election in, in 2016. I want, I want to believe that the path that you threw out for consideration in Andy's office, that would be McCabe, that there's, there, there's no way he gets elected. But I'm afraid we can't take that risk. It's like an insurance policy in the unlike, unlikely event that you died before you're 40. Now, the text messages between them have been used to bolster this claim of Russia collusion. Now, why, do, why am I starting today's program going back to 2016? Because there is, we have a problem, and it's not the rank and file. I want to make sure people do understand this. The people that work in the, the field offices of the FBI, they're not, they're not the problem for the American people. They're out there getting the bad guys, the drug cartels. They put their life at risk, mobsters, drug dealers. I mean, they're they're involved in some pretty heavy-duty work to protect all of us, and God bless all of them for what they do because we need them, and especially now more than ever. It's I start with that because you think there's no way that the FBI would ever be involved in, in any effort to influence a presidential election. Well, when they have an insurance policy to prevent Donald Trump from ever getting elected, that's that that should shatter any illusion that people have that you should automatically trust 
people that have enormous power, like in the FBI. Now, there were two attempts to try to link Donald Trump to Russia. One was the Alpha Bank issue, that, uh, it, that there was a connection to a Russian-connected uh, bank, Alpha Bank, and, and it was all in Trump Towers and the secret servers that they had within Trump Towers. That, that was totally debunked. Then there's the dirty Ru Hillary Clinton bought and paid for Russian dossier. You know, money from her and the DNC went to a law firm, Perkins Coie, to cover an expense, which would be a campaign finance violation under normal circumstances. Put that aside. They hire an op research firm called Fusion GPS. Okay. Both sides use op research firms. That's not actually out of the norm. Then they hire an MI6, former MI6 official named uh, Christopher Steele. Christopher Steele puts together a series of documents combined. They're called the dossier. It's a dirty Russian misinformation dossier because it has Russian disinformation all over it. And even so, why is why is all of this important? Because then they took this unverified, now totally debunked. It was debunked at the end of 2016. And they still kept using, remember Andrew McCabe, no FISA warrant without that dirty dossier. Said it himself. How many people said to Lindsey Graham when, he, when they were testifying, Sally Yates among them, I think Jim Comey among them, they never would have signed the FISA application knowing now if they knew it then. But they did know it then. That was the problem. Because the subsource, meaning Christopher Steele's source, when questioned by the FBI, said that this is all BS. It was bar talk. It was never meant to be taken seriously. You know, about hookers urinating in Donald Trump's bed in the in the Ritz Carlton in, in Moscow. None of that ever happened. So I bring this up in this context because last night, getting ready for the show, whatever, maybe it was after the show, I forget. Don't really sleep a lot. Um, FBI, it came out from the Washington Post, citing anonymous sources, people familiar with the investigation. The Washington Post reports that, they, that the sensitive material that they were looking for among the items sought by the federal officials during Monday's raid, and it is a raid in spite of the media saying otherwise, of President Trump's Florida residence, Mar-a-Lago, the unidentified sources didn't provide the details about the specific information they sought in the raid, nor did they disclose whether the files pertain to weapons from the U.S. or another country, but it was unclear on Thursday whether they, they sought the documents because there might be nuclear information in it. And that, that was the big leak. They want the American people to think, oh, my gosh, this is, this is the most serious thing ever. Now, Donald Trump has responded to this and said nuclear weapons, that issue is a hoax, just like Russia, Russia, Russia was a hoax. Two impeachments were a hoax. The Mueller investigation was a hoax and much more. He wrote that this morning. And why did they bring up nuclear weapons? Oh, man, because if it's nuclear weapons and they really needed to do this, didn't they? That would be the logic of it. So ever since they did this raid this week, the DOJ and the FBI have been under fire because this has never happened before. And then the president added one other bit of news. Now, remember, presidents... They can declassify anything they want. They have that power. They have that authority. Number one, 
All of it was declassified. Number two, they didn't need to seize anything. They could have had it any time that they wanted without playing politics and breaking into Mar-a-Lago. It was in a secured storage with an additional lock put on by their request. Over the past six years, if you look over all of this and, and you, you, know, you, you hover, you get a, a bird's eye view of how they treat Trump. All these leaks from all these anonymous sources and all people familiar with the issue or quoted as saying, but they won't give their names, that has been used over and over and over again by, by people that hate Donald Trump to destroy him. And this is now just the latest example of this. And I'm sure, you know, who knows what they're going to say that it is. But when you actually look at the timeline that is involved here, it's very, very revealing. Now, we pointed out in February of this year that the the FARA, the, the Archives Administration, that in fact they wrote and had communications with Donald Trump's team at Mar-a-Lago thanking them for their cooperation with everything. Oh, so that's not a big deal. And then we found out that in June, June 3rd, we actually had people from the DOJ and the FBI that arrived at Mar-a-Lago and were shown all of the boxes, everything that they wanted. They had complete access to the whole place if they wanted it. And then they asked if they would be willing to put a padlock, an extra lock on it, just to make sure whatever's in these boxes, we don't know, would be secure. And not only that, we have witnesses that say the president went down, said hello, and said, you're welcome back anytime that you want. So now they've got themselves in a bit of a pickle, don't they? So we now have, uh, according to the, we have the property receipt and we have the warrant that has been released and it's everything that I told you that it would be. And, you know, it's a complete inventory list. And anyway, so the U.S. magistrate judge, oh, that's right, the Obama-loving and Obama-donor guy, the Trump-hating guy, the guy that represented Jeffrey Epstein's buddies uh, in all his shenanigans, that judge, magistrate, Bruce Reinhardt, signed the warrant on August 5th, given the FBI authority to conduct its search on or before August 19th uh, in daytime between 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. Is that the daytime? Okay. The locations to be searched include 45's office, all storage rooms, all other rooms or areas within the premises used or available to be used by the president of the United States, the former president, his staff, in which boxes, documents could be stored, including all the structures or buildings on the estate, et cetera, et cetera. It did not give authority for the agents to search areas occupied by Mar-a-Lago members or not used by Trump and his staff. The warrant gave agents the authority to seize all physical documents, records, constituting evidence, contraband, uh, fruits of crime or other items illegally possessed in violation of U.S. code. Include, I mean, it, as a, it's what I told you yesterday. It's just a broad general, uh, we're going to go in and we're going to make a big deal and then we're going to come out with lies that will leak to the Washington Post. I don't believe any of it. And I don't believe for one second that this was about nuclear codes. Because if it was the case, why didn't they take all of that information on June 3rd when they had it right in their possession, when they were right there at Mar-a-Lago asking Donald Trump to put a lock on the bo on the room where the boxes were. So none of that makes sense. But this is the biggest problem that we have, is that we have abuse of power and corruption.
And this is where, especially the upper echelon, and I make a distinction between rank and file, field office, special agent workers that risk their lives for us every day. They don't deserve to be grouped into this category. But we have seen nothing but a consistent, never-ending attempt to destroy Donald Trump by the, these people that have this unchecked power. For all of those people in the upper ranks at the FBI that spread the Russia-Trump collusion lie for three long years that had an insurance policy so he wouldn't get elected that said that there was Russian collusion when we know, in fact, there's zero evidence to ever prove it. As a matter of fact, the dossier that they relied on was paid for by his opponent in 2016. And we know that these some of these very same people actually went before FISA courts, even though they were warned ahead of time, like Bruce Orr warned them in August of 2016, don't trust it, it's a political document. And even, even John Brennan went to Obama, said, don't trust it. This is political in nature. You don't want to go near this. John Brennan said that, of all people. But the same people that, that spread and held on and clung to this lie about Trump-Russia collusion signed off, would go before FISA judges. They would sign off, it says at the top of a FISA warrant, verified, they would claim that it was verified because without the FISA, without the dirty dossier, they never would have gotten the FISA warrant approved. And that's Andrew McCabe's words. That's not even my words. And then they literally would had the ability through Carter Page to backdoor spy on the Trump campaign transition team and President Trump. And even after Christopher Steele admitted that a lot of this isn't true and the subsource said none of it was true, they kept going back and they kept getting more warrants, even though it was completely debunked, purposely lying to judges. I guarantee if any of you in this audience would lie to a judge, guess what? You'd go to jail. It's against the law. But they're high and mighty and they talk about this case. So as I told you yesterday, because my sources were dead on accurate as usual, we even have a list of what they there's all they had is boxes. That's it. You know, if you look at the property receipt that the things that they collected, they collected approximately 20 boxes of items. The property receipt doesn't reveal any details about the records. And the list includes a leather bound box of documents, binders, photos, handwritten notes, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't say anything about nuclear weapons that they leaked to the Washington Post yesterday. This is a dangerous time for our country. Because why should anybody, I don't trust any of these people anymore. They have earned our distrust. And somebody like me that has been so forceful my entire career and passionate in defending law enforcement, because I come from a family of law enforcement, to have to say this about some, not the majority, the, the upper ranks of the FBI, it breaks my heart. Because that's not the country that I believe in. This shouldn't happen in this country. This is corruption. This is abuse of power. They all got away with it before. And now they're emboldened. And they're even going to try harder this time. Should scare every American. Every American. Here's why this leak to the Washington Post is, is very, very critical. Because we've gotten nothing but these leaks from anonymous sources again and again and again and again and again and again. And 
And the latest from the Washington Post, based on unnamed sources, it's all the same. You know, saying the, the FBI searched Trump's home. They wanted to look for nuclear documents. 19 months after he left the White House, they just discovered he might have nuclear documents. The same, you know, Records and Archives Administration, they were there in February and praising the Trump team in February. The DOJ and FBI were there in June. Now, let me tell you why you should be skeptical of this for a lot of reasons. Well, number one, the ex-DOJ guy who the Washington Post, David Lofman, is an anti-Trumper and took part in an interview with Christopher Steele's source, uh, Igor Danchenko, the one the FBI DOJ failed to honestly disclose to the FISA court. Then you've got the House Judiciary. Hours after Merrick Garland says the DOJ only speaks through filings in court, they leaked this story. This had to come from the DOJ because the story hasn't been working well for them all week. They need to cover their ass. And, you know, so now we're supposed to believe that the same FBI that said that Clinton's private emails, including seven email chains, which concerns matters that were classified, top secret, special access program level and were sent, but it was not criminal. Oh, but this is? Exposing the Pelosi party's chaos and corruption all day, every day. This, this is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour. So here we are, and we are supposed to believe that 19 months, 19 months since Donald Trump left office. By the way, you know a president himself does not pack up all of the belongings uh, and boxes that are sent down to his residence at Mar-a-Lago. You, you would think that. Now, this is where the timeline comes in and is very pertinent, you know, because you got the, the National Archives, um, you know, and Records Administration. That they're out there. They were praising the Trump team in February of this year. Then you go back, and this is the key date you need to pay attention to. This is in June of this year. Not that long ago. The DOJ and the FBI officials were at Mar-a-Lago. And by the way, they were there and they looked at all the boxes. They had access to all the boxes. They could have taken every one of the boxes. No one ever said, wow, they wouldn't let us take them. Uh, so we're going to have to get a warrant and, and get a judge that hate that donates to Obama and has spoken out in social media hating Trump and questioning his morality. Uh, and, and a guy that represented all of Jeffrey Epstein's buddies. Uh, we have to get him, a magistrate, to sign off on a warrant uh, so we can go in there because there might be nuclear information that they leaked late last night. Why did they leak this to the Washington Post last night? I'm going to stay on this. This is important. And then, by the way, they're quoting a, an anti-Trumper who took part in the interview with Chris Steele's, Christopher Steele's subsource, this guy Igor Danchenko. Anyway, one of the FBI DOJ failed to honestly disclose to the FISA court, as usual. So you have Merrick Garland come out yesterday. What did he say yesterday? That he only speaks through his filings in the court. <laughs> yeah, then you've got the DOJ. Where do you think this leak came from to the this anonymous source Sources close to the DOJ. Who, where do you think it came from his DOJ? That it might have some nuclear component to it. This is really, really scary. They were looking for nuclear documents and other items. By the way, if they find them, it wouldn't be, it would be my belief 
that they weren't actually in there at this. How do you trust the very people that for three years lied about Trump-Russia collusion when they knew the truth that the dossier was dirty, that it was a political document, and that even the subsource himself said it was total BS and bar talk? But they still kept filing their FISA applications. They still kept lying to FISA court judges. Do you see the pattern here? When it comes to all things Trump, how do you trust the DOJ and the FBI? Again, the upper echelon, not the rank and file. Big difference. You know, so we're now supposed to believe that the documents related to nuclear weapons, they magically found out 18, 19 months later uh, since, since Donald Trump left office, the very same documents they had full, complete access to in June of this year, uh, the same ones that they said to leave in this room and put a padlock on it, which Trump said, sure, no problem, come back any other time if you need anything. Uh, we're supposed to believe them that it was so urgent that they had to send in, what, 30, 40 FBI agents and and get a warrant to search Mar-a-Lago. And then search it, by the way, without anybody observing anything. And then demanding that the surveillance cameras be turned off, which they were not turned off. And if we're going to say that's the standard... Well, then, if we listen to James Comey, and I can play it again, that he found all this evidence of top-secret documents with Hillary Clinton, uh, but no prosecutor would, would, would ever use it. Let's play that again. Given the importance of the matter, I think unusual transparency is in order. Although there is evidence of potential evidence. violations of the statutes regarding the handling of classified information, our judgment mm -hmm. is that no reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case. Oh, so all right. So we have Clinton's private emails and her secret server. Now, remember, we had 33,000 deleted emails. We had servers washed clean with something we had never heard of before called Bleach Pit. Apparently, it's very effective. If you've used Bleach Pit, it cleans the servers. And then, of course, we had devices that AIDS, we now know, used hammers to bust them up so they couldn't retrieve any information on them in case any of those emails had gone to those devices or were sent from those devices, which also would be a crime based on their standards. And then SIM cards were removed, and she magically, and they even acknowledge that seven email change, uh, chains uh, concern matters of classified, top-secret, special access program level were all sent and received, and the FBI also found her emails were compromised by foreign intelligence services. In other words, she was hacked by foreign governments. Remember, Trump got in big trouble. He said, Vladimir, why don't you release the, the Hillary emails? And then Hillary's out there joking, but the emails and selling, you know, swag uh, for some charity, thinking that's funny at this time? I don't think it's funny in light of, rating a former president's residence like this so because this had backfired and blown up in their face all week all of a sudden we get the leak because every american will take note if it has to do with nuclear weapons so we're just going to leak that next you know it's it's pretty unbelievable that this is it and and by the way all of this rhetoric against the fbi no i'm going out of my way as i have my entire all during the russia collusion lie hoax I go out of my way to praise the rank and file because I do respect them. Family's all law enforcement. And then it, they say, Are you, this talk of the, the FBI abusing power and being corrupt, I talked about it for three years, but I always made the distinction. This is going to mean that you, their people are going to be violent because of the rhetoric you're saying these things about the FBI. I'm saying you can't trust this FBI or DOJ.
They have earned our distrust. Well, that means you want some people to harm them. God, no, never. Let me be very clear. Like we spoke out against the violence in the summer of 2020 when most Democrats were either silent or they spoke up in approval of it or they lied to us and said they're mostly peaceful or they were as brazen as, let's say, Kamala Harris. Uh, Take note, beware, they're not going to stop. They shouldn't stop. We're not going to stop. You take note, you beware. And then, of course, tweeting out uh, a link to a bail fund to get the rioters out of jail or Chuck Schumer threatening Supreme Court justices on the steps of the U.S. Supreme Court or Maxine Waters telling people to get in their faces. Nobody seemed to care when Madonna claimed that she thinks an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Anything ever happened to her? No, I want a peaceful country. And we spoke out in real time against what was going on on January 6th. That can't happen in this country. Worst part about the January 6th committee to me is they never came up with the solution to protect our elected officials and capitals and what they capital and what they need to do is to build a perimeter so that this can never happen again. And when you have big crowds coming to Washington, always anticipate there are likely bad actors in those big crowds and protect our elected officials, protect our capital. You know, I was the one screaming, why are you allowing cops to be hit with bricks, rocks, bottles, Molotov cocktails? Protect our law enforcement. And nobody seemed to lift a finger. I don't remember Christopher Ray or Merrick Garland or any of these people speaking out in defense of the thousands of cops that were injured in the summer of 2020. Dozens of people were killed. Billions in property damage. Where's that? Where's that committee? We don't have one. You only want to go after the one committee because that deals with Donald Trump. But all violence is wrong. And just like Supreme Court justices shouldn't be doxxed, that's against the law. Why didn't Merrick Garland act on that issue? They, that was a direct threat. You're not allowed to harass or intimidate uh, justices in the court or court officials uh, in any way, shape, matter, or form at their residence or their place of work. Doxing out the addresses of the justices' kids' schools and their churches and the time they go to church and not a finger was lifted to to stop this or arrest the people involved in that? No, we believe in, in, you know, if you don't like an administration, we believe in the peaceful transition of power in this, in the, on this show. And we have, we have so consistently. And just because we have criticism of, of the unethical and likely illegal behavior of people in the Department of Justice and their abuse of power and their corruption, we believe in the legal process even... So what we're uh, discovering is uh, they're looking for information that could prove that this very broad uh, act called the Espionage Act could have been violated by President Donald J. Trump. When you look at the search warrant, United States hereby gives notice and so and so. It's 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 all like boilerplate nonsense. The premises is, is described as a mansion, 58 bedrooms, 33 bathrooms, 17 acre estate locations to be searched the so-and-so and so-and-so and and they give it out any physical classification markings along with containers boxes they went in there under false pretenses for one reason to get their hands on anything that they could possibly get now when we come back the president's attorney leo 2.0 terrell will join us we'll get to your calls next hour later on adam carolla and ben carson 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 